Well, thank you for joining me today on Financially Speaking. My name is Mitch Slater, and I'm a Senior Vice President and Financial Advisor with UBS Wealth Management in Westfield, New Jersey. We're along with my partners, Anne and Crystal, we do our best to bring you advice beyond investing and address our clients' most challenging financial needs. It's my sincere hope that each and every episode of this podcast will educate you on personal finance and real-life business issues of the day. So, let's jump right in. So, I love a good story and a chocolate pretzel. I mean, let's face it, chocolate and salt go together like Springsteen and the E Street Band. On their own, fantastic. But when you combine them, it's pure magic for your hungry heart. Well, lucky me and you listening that the next two episodes of the show, we're going to be focusing on entrepreneurs that have a great story to tell and a really cool business. So today we're going to talk to two sisters that clearly have amazing parents and a shared love for Sundays. Allie Borowick Zmishlani and Lauren Borowick are here to share their story and hopefully share their ups, downs, mistakes, triumphs so far that will be helpful if you're looking to start your own business. I also love that your dad's name is Jeff, which is the same as my big brother, who also ran a very successful food business in the 70s and 80s with his wife called Rachel's Brownies. I was the chocolate guy. I poured the chocolate chips, like 500-pound bags of chocolate chips one summer. And it's a great success story. And of course, their daughter, Fanny, who is now on the Food Network. So anyway, welcome, Allie, and welcome, Lauren. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Great, great. So You guys have a great story to tell, so why don't we start with that as clearly this was not part of your original plan in college for your careers. So you guys have a story to tell, and let's start with that as clearly as this was not part of your original plan in college for your careers. So, Allie, let's start with you. Why don't you share the backstory? So this definitely wasn't part of my plan. I went to Binghamton University for undergrad, studied psychology, minored in studio art and business and then went to NYU to get my master's at the School of Continuing and Professional Studies. It was a graphic communications program. When I went to college, thought I would work with kids, psychology, didn't really know what that meant. I had an internship in like the marketing office at school and was doing some of the graphic design stuff. So that's when I kind of switched gears. I was like, oh, I think I'm going to go the graphic design route. That's when I graduated, had another internship for Women's Wear Daily as a graphic design intern, and then decided that if this was my direction, I needed to get more formal training. So went to NYU for my master's. I was like a two-year program and got my first job at working for Equinox, the health club. Mm -hmm. Started as a junior designer there and then was a graphic designer and was there for almost five years. At the end of that time is when the idea for Fatty Sundays was born. So again, jumped ship and didn't stay with the graphic design route, but obviously did all of the branding and design from Fatty Sundays at the start. And how did you enter into the picture, Lauren? <laughs> we can't exactly pinpoint when it was that we started talking about the idea of Fatty Sundays more seriously. I had gone to Cornell. I was studying accounting, interned at Ernst & Young the summer after my junior year, received an offer, was on track to work in their audit department in the fall after graduation. And I remember leaving class one day, second semester of my senior year, and I called Allie. And this is after we had already started with the idea of Fatty Sundays and have been quoted to say that I had an epiphany and just couldn't move forward with working at Ernst & Young immediately. So I contacted my recruiter, spoke to them, and they allowed me to defer my job for a year. Fast forward eight months into that, I formally declined it. 
And seven years later, we're here. So the business is about seven years old? Yeah, officially. Like mm-hmm. when Lauren graduated from school that summer, we sat down. I had left my job and we just looked at each other. We're like, okay, this is our job. It's a big leap of faith to go from having your master's, Cornell, Ernst & Young, graphic designer. Yeah. Um, I did actually, I did freelance design work for the first probably year or so to pay the rent and because... I needed to, so. And I moved back home. Right. So thanks, Mom and Dad. So what was the real inspiration for this to blossom, to come out? So our mom always used to make us the sprinkle pretzels growing up as kids. That was like her thing. Amazing baker, had a lot of different treats, but that's one thing that stood out to us. She always made like the mini rods. There was a handle. Sprinkle pretzels were her thing. And she also was like the queen of care packages and was always sending us stuff even when we went away to college. So... We had this idea, which was inspired by those pretzels, to reinvent the chocolate-covered pretzel. We can't really pinpoint, like, what conversation or, like, at what moment we all had this idea, but it just became a thing. We were like, wait, we love chocolate-covered pretzels and we love what mom's making, but there's nothing, like, fun out there. There's no, like, fun flavors. Everybody was doing them the same, and this idea came out, and that was it. We were obsessed, and we looked around going, hold on, we can do this differently and better. And obviously we didn't invent chocolate covered pretzels, but we definitely think there was like a void in the market for something like new and exciting. (laughs) She says to this day, like, can't believe she ever made chocolate covered pretzels because (laughs) she can't imagine if she did it or, you know, on the good days, she's like, yeah. And on the bad days, she's like, I can't believe I ever made a chocolate covered pretzel. (laughs) So you decide you're going to start this business takes a few bucks to get the word out there. So I understand you started with a Kickstarter campaign. Was that really early on to get the word out? We did the Union Square Holiday Market in New York City in the fall of 2012. And we always say that was our first debut into the public market. We had been working on it that summer. It was friends and family really getting the word out. But someone told us about this holiday market. We should try to apply. At the time, I don't think we realized how competitive it was to get into that market. But We still haven't found it, but we definitely put together a PowerPoint to present to our parents as the pros and cons of applying to this market. And they said, sounds great. I'm sure you guys could do it, but several thousand dollars and where you can get that money. So we started a Kickstarter campaign and ran that. And several hundred backers, I think it was, funded us to our first market. And it was an awesome experience. It was fun. We had even like a list of all the backers in the booth and yeah. it was really special. We yeah. printed out the name. We still have it. Mm-hmm. Everyone's name. Oh, that's great. No, yeah. those are obviously, they deserve credit for backing yeah. you early. Occasionally and- we'll still hear from like random people mm-hmm. who were like, I backed you guys on Kickstarter, like <laughs> still following along, which is yeah. awesome. So no business gets off the ground without a few potholes, mistakes. I mean, I think people learn more from these stories than successes. So the Kickstarter thing went really well. Is there something maybe that didn't go so well at first that maybe you would have changed? Yeah, I mean, there have been so many things. I guess one big, like, oh God moment was we had to customize machinery for making our chocolate-covered pretzels because the way that we do it with the handle and the different toppings, like it's really unlike what's out there. So for the first couple of years, we were doing everything by hand. Mm -hmm. And then at a certain point, we realized that this wasn't going to be sustainable by hand forever. So we started looking into machinery and figuring out how we were going to semi-automate the process. And we spent months 
working Months. with a company on hours a day our new machine right. right we were so excited it was like we were having a child like a how did you child. research find out where to find a machine company that makes pretzels it was a lot of googling yeah my father-in-law actually mm-hmm. also is an engineer so he was super helpful oh, great in that process and I find that in a lot of family businesses there's usually some relative somewhere that was able to give some assistance whether it's on the business side or engineering or architect whatever it is yeah he builds car washes so he can build chocolate covered pretzels too sure (laughs) so we spend months and months figuring out this machine and we get it actually I guess he was he helped more afterwards. I think we spent yeah. a lot of time on our own trying to like figure out what machinery we needed and how to make it happen. And we finally got this custom made in Rober that didn't work how we needed it to. There was like so many things wrong with he it. He still tells us, I told you so. Yeah. <laughs> it was delivered and like rolled into our space. And two days later, it was taken out. And we were back to like doing everything by hands. And we had like a really big partnership that we were working on at the time that we had to bail out of and it was just a chocolate disaster I guess yeah. you'd call it <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know there listen, are chocolate listen, disasters listen to the engineer I guess is uh, yeah so then yeah. we went and then mm-hmm. at that point he obviously mm-hmm. spent a lot more time figuring it out with us oh, so. close to an emergency as, yeah. as it can get for us that's all right that listen if that's the worst thing that happens so running a business is challenging enough doing it with family could go either way. Yes. Doing it with your sister certainly is something unique. I mean, obviously, I sense it's a huge win, but were you guys worried about it when you first started that? I don't think we thought about it before we started. And then we started. Because we also, we don't have, like, in our family, we don't have, like, family businesses or people that, like, work together. So it wasn't, like, a thing we really thought about at all. And then we started, and then we learned what it meant to work together, and we... Had tons of problems. It, had, and mm-hmm. it was a bit of a roller coaster. Yeah. Well, you have to figure out. I mean, I, I remember my brother when he was running their brownie business. He would say that he was the accelerator and his wife was the brake. You kind of needed that yin and yang. Yeah, I guess I'm the that. accelerator and mm-hmm. Lauren's the brake. Yeah. <laughs> I always use the comparison of the right brain, left brain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Allie and I, once we got things off the ground, realized how different our skill sets are and were and still are. We're both so involved in everything, but figuring out who's taking the lead on certain things and not to overstep boundaries and figure out what that all means. But I definitely focus more on accounting, logistics and production and operations. Right, Right. which which is where your training has been. And yours has been more in the The visual, creative, marketing. I guess on the branding side, that's probably really you started with. We had to like work out like how to make it work, but ultimately it was like the best case scenario for starting a business. Like we both were able to like work on things from the start that two people working towards the same thing with different skills. So when you're branding a product that, you know, you know, other people do make chocolate pretzels that are out there. How do you, like you said, you go to food shows. I mean, you just sort of get a sense of what, what's in the marketplace and then find your own unique spot. The number of times I like went to gourmet shops just to like look at the packaging and look at what was out there. I like still love doing that. Just like picking up every like snack or paper thing on the shelf just a lot of research and figuring out like what our brand was going to look like and it's obviously evolved over time but like it's had that craft like bright colorful look the entire time I think it's just gotten more refined and really like came into itself and now I think 
what so many people love is the packaging and they're mm-hmm. just like it's recognizable it's yeah like cute, it's beautiful it's it's, i have it I'll, you'll see pictures when we post the show notes and everything and the packaging is in front of me and it is very unique it is very different thank you i mean I we did spend like a lot of time figuring it out and now we it's evolved it's, yeah it's been like a constant evolution yeah. every year for the first three to four years there was a, a, a new little look. change yeah <laughs> but now i think it's like it's been established so you have a store we don't have a store. You have an online store. It's yes. just an online store. Yeah. Okay. So and you the just holiday sort of have the, fac- the factory, so yeah. to speak, is okay. Customers can come and pick right. stuff up from there. Right. Um, and uh, the holiday market is our good store. Move. That's yeah. fine. That was a good call. Yeah. This is not a great retail environment anyway. So, yeah. I mean, this is, uh, this is the way it works. The so. holiday market, we think, is our store for five sure. or six weeks during the holidays. So. Mm-hmm. so, how are you using social media to grow your business? We are just sharing as much as we can just about our product, our brand, the story, the behind the scenes, day to day. It's definitely been like an organic growth and spreading the word, but so many people really discover us online. Obviously the paid advertising and just doing what we can to spread the word, like literally one pretzel, one photo at a time. And obviously getting people to try them as much as we can. Is there an algorithm on Facebook or Google that can tell? I mean, it's just always amazing. We all see this every day. Take a look at one golf club or something, and suddenly that's all you're going to get. Yeah. 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 We do talk to people about Fatty Sundays sure. all day, every day, so maybe they're getting ads. Right. You know, we're you know trying to... secrets? Yeah. Let us know. <laughs> we're trying to stay on top of the trends and continuing to evolve as social media does. Um, I think just staying like true to the brand and telling the story like it is is what's worked best, really. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think with that, to Ali's point, it's just what you see is what you get, and really we're just sharing what's really happening. And I think that's why, you know, our supporters have stayed supportive, and our followers are loyal, and our repeat customers, things of that nature. And we're not trying to sugarcoat anything. Yeah, sure. Just Aside from the pretzels. Pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about the packaging, which is really cool. And I noticed on your website some things that you're doing to personalize the experience. And I would imagine that really brings in the numbers. Yes. We do a ton of custom gifting, custom favors. Put your brand, your monogram, your company logo on a mm-hmm. box. People love that because it's what better way to like do a favor with your information on the box. That's something that's evolved a lot too. We started off offering a few different sprinkle colors and then we figured out we can dye them ourselves. So now we can do like any sprinkle color and can do a craft or a white box. Like the whole experience from like start to finish is really customized. And I think that's what people love. It's like they can make their own fatty sundaes. Mm -hmm. So that's something that's just been huge for us. And we're continuing to like build that side of the business every day because that's the fun part I think. yeah oh it should be it should be like so- we love like hearing from different brands and being able to like really do something unique for each client it's just fun to me this is a this is a go this is obviously we're a couple days from mother's day what a, what a great idea father's day probably will be closer yeah. to airing there i mean what a <laughs> fantastic father's day i mean you can go all year with with plenty yeah. and plenty of reasons and not just that anybody that's in business this is obviously a great client gift and just so many different reasons and companies big corporations i think mm-hmm. i saw facebook uh, something yeah, on your site done, yeah you we've did done something tons of them. stuff for yeah. Big brands, little brands. Honestly, as it gets closer to Christmas, we're doing tons of Christmas gifting and New Year's gifting. And then people that are just so close to the deadline, we're like, just surprise your clients with Valentine's treats or like something in the New Year. Like, you'll stand out. Like, we do gifting all year. There's always an occasion and reason to like 
customized pretzels. Many businesses, one of the things I've heard from many people is one of the hardest things to find really good people. Obviously, you guys are sisters. You trust each other, and that's you know day one. You don't have to worry about it, but you have to bring other people into the business. How, how's that been for you? An How many adventure. employees do you have? Our production team does vary based on the time of year, but we are generally a team of 10. Mm-hmm. I'd say growing the team, building the team, managing the team, and delegating has definitely been difficult. A learning process. Over time, yeah, I think we've learned the hard way that we can't do it all. And I think, like you said, Ali and I, we're family. We have the trust. Exactly. We're born it's with it. You can't, right. you can't change that and, and just kind of expanding beyond our family. Our parents are definitely very much involved. Our, yeah, I was going to say, how involved are you? I mean, your mom obviously created the concept, so to speak, years yeah. ago. So were your parents involved a lot more in the first year or two and maybe a little less now? Yeah, or the first was, yeah. couple of years, our mom was like there all the time, back up in, in the, the kitchen, kitchen. Mm-hmm. like slaving away at the market, freezing her butt off, mm-hmm. like was there all the time with us. And in the last, you know, two or three years, we've finally been able to like build a team and haven't had to keep her working. <laughs> But are she's still there, there if we ever need yeah, her. She's there for, again, still there for backup and there for moral support and questions. And now I have her like helping create content sometimes for social media. And she's definitely very much involved still. Our dad, kind of same thing, especially in the beginning, was there a lot. We do the Union Square Holiday Market mm-hmm. every year. And every year, every Saturday and every Sunday, he's been there, rain or shine for 10 He's hours. He's our number one salesman. Yeah. Oh, he, is, great. he has not missed a Saturday or Sunday I'm in the sure last I've seven years. I'm sure I've seen my daughter who's graduating college in a couple of weeks. We have not missed the Union Square Market. Yeah, in, in so you've definitely seen, seen him. him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so he's yeah. been there every single day, every single weekend of the market. He also has come to every trade show with us in Atlanta and New York, wherever it may be. So he's there for those kinds of events and then also just a sounding board and advises us He's got an accounting background financial also. stuff, oh, yeah. And So, yeah. Allie, you're a mom now yourself. So <laughs> it brings a whole new dynamic, yes. certainly, to the business. Yes. How's that been from over the last, your daughter is She's two? She's turning two turning at the end two, of May, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's been amazing. I think it's just made me have to, like, better use my time. And mm-hmm. it's put a lot of things in perspective. I think I just have less, like, stressed about certain things because... Having a child just like puts things in perspective. I mean, yes, it, honestly, it it's like <laughs> my second child because mm-hmm. Fatty Sunday sure. was my first. But it's amazing. I think the fact that I'm able to work full time and be a mom as much as I can, and obviously having that flexibility because I can have some flexibility and just being able to do it all as best as I can has been pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> so, what's a typical day for you guys? Lauren, no two days are the same, mm-hmm. for sure. Good, That's ever. A good thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I think it depends on the time of year. Right now, we are gearing up for holiday. As crazy as that might sound, really planning ahead, doing our best to do so. And I again focus more on operations and production logistics. So it's anything from working with our production manager on what's being made for the week or the month to forecasting for what's coming in the upcoming weeks. But every day, really, we're growing business. We're still a small family business at heart and are just taking everything one day at a time. And I think social media is a big part of our business and learning what that means and how to share in different ways. And that's 
become a bigger focus for both Allie and myself and our online advertising. And there's so many pieces of the puzzle. Right. Until you're in it, you have no reason to think about what goes into it, but it's quite a bit. <laughs> so everyone has a secret sauce, so to speak. So what's the mission here, so to speak, with the product at this point? Have you taken it from, a long way in yes, seven years, obviously. From day you know, one, yeah. we mm. have had the same mission, which is we are reinventing chocolate-covered pretzels. This is not a new concept. It's delicious. It's a sweet and salty combination, and we are doing it differently. They taste different. They look different. They taste better. Just everything about it. So our mission is just to continue to spread the word, and we're really focused online and you know all the events and corporate gifting we do. So our goal is just ultimately to have everybody in the states and Canada for starters to mm -hmm. to know about fatty Sundays to be that go-to gift to be that go-to treat for yourself I noticed matzah came out oh for yeah Passover and it was we, a big yeah I guess yeah. that's honestly we started the chocolate for matzah a mm -hmm. couple years ago didn't realize nobody's um, killed it in that market it didn't really realize it's, it's pretty what much a homemade thing yeah there was we have like a cult following for our matzah. That's so cool. That's, that's not great. like an exaggeration. I think there's people that just come to us for matzah and we're <laughs> like, hello, we sell pretzels too. Like, <laughs> wait, like stay for the pretzels. And they're there for the chocolate over matzah. This year we did like a chocolate over matzah cake, which was just like a huge hit. It's like our second holiday. Like mm -hmm. we do Christmas it's and that's really our big biggest time us. of year. Right. Matzah, like... Is it kosher? Is it the pretzels? So it's kosher. Or, yeah. Our products are all kosher right. certified. Our matzah is not... Mm -hmm. certified kosher for Passover. Right. But we are working on that for next year because there's been such a demand yeah. for it. Yeah, just find the right rabbi you can get yeah, it done. That's exactly. <laughs> so it's like we have Christmas and that time of year I is our busiest. I worked with Manischewitz for many years as a client. Oh. So I <laughs> yeah. Well, if you know anyone that can make us, if anybody listening knows <laughs> anyone can make us two by two inch squares that we don't have to break ourselves, please reach out. <laughs> I did a little research and apparently there's something called the ombre pretzel. So apparently like In-N-Out Burger and and Starbucks and Shake Shack or whatever, there's always somewhat of a secret menu that exists yes. there too. Yes, it's a good too. way to describe it. It's a secret it. menu. Yeah, yeah. if you know menu. about it, you know. Mm -hmm. Like, you're like... We'll do it for we'll you. We'll do it for if you. you if you don't know, it's not so easy to find. But basically, mm -hmm. we figured out, you know, the ombre trend is like when two colors kind of fade into each other. It was around Mother's Day, like probably six years ago at this point. I had my mom over. I remember this so well. And I had this idea, because I think that was when like ombre hair became like really popular. I had this idea that we could do that with sprinkles, because I was obsessed with all the colors and the sprinkles. And we tried it out, and it was so cool. And from that point on, we decided to do ombre sprinkle pretzels. We have like a special like way. Those are all done by hand. It's very labor intensive. Labor intensive, intensive mm -hmm. is an understatement. And special, but it looks phenomenal. So. That's kind of like our secret menu cool. item. So at this point, everybody is salivating and they're like, Mitch, how can I get these? So what's the best way? And we'll obviously put links and everything, but. Our website, website. fattysundays.com. We ship everything out of Brooklyn. We mm -hmm. ship nationwide and to Canada. All of our products are available there. And we are sold in retailers across the country as well with like a more limited product options based on what the store decides mm -hmm. to bring in major like major chains or are you in more of the gourmet specialty gourmet? shops mm -hmm. mom and pop shops all of that is on our website as well oh and great then, and throughout the country mm -hmm. yeah oh. nationwide so you sure traveled around and found those stores yeah we've yeah. been in a lot of stores but like lauren said all of our like gifting and those options are just available online it's one of those products you can't say who your typical consumer is because who doesn't like it's for everyone. It's salt? a really yeah. wide demographic, which is 
that's awesome, I think, because we can like make a lot of people happy. Also challenging sometimes because we're trying to like be more specific and be more strategic and focused in some ways and we're like well we do first birthday parties but we also do like 90th birthday parties and we do corporate gifts and we sell to like the college girls like there's yeah the university market when my brother ran the brownie business I was a student at GW and he used to send me a couple of cases of brownies and I would sit outside Thurston Hall at GW and for a buck sell a brownie and a glass of milk and uh, made a few extra bucks to party on the weekend. So I would imagine fraternities and sororities is probably a big deal. And just like studying for finals, like random like friends sending for no reason. Like We also just got into the Cornell store on campus, which was super exciting. Well, absolutely. Going back Oh, cool. Well, my my partner, Ann, went to Cornell, so she's there a lot. Make sure she hits that. Check it out. Exactly, exactly. So you'll stay in online business? You don't don't see yourself opening stores? No, we Mm -hmm. plan to just continue to build online. We will be back at the Union Square Holiday Market for eighth year, which is crazy. So we'll continue to do that and... Looking to grow our online business. Grow our online business. Terrific, terrific. Well, I'm going to end this show soon because I'm really dying to to have some. (laughs) But I want to thank you, Allie, and thank you, Lauren, for sharing your story, your talent, and chocolate pretzels, certainly with us today. Clearly, when I read all the amazing reviews you guys get on Amazon, etc., the public is literally eating it all up. And I certainly know I will. And what a perfect gift for every occasion and best of luck killing it out there it's really it's a great story thank you great story so and thanks everyone for listening and special thanks again to the folks at resonate recording for the post-production work i put you through and remember when it comes to saving for your future pay yourself first thanks